Hello and welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions Over Coffee. I am just going to reach and get my coffee, which is here at the moment. It's in my, uh, it's in this mug at the moment. I won't put any brand names up because we're not sponsored at the moment. But I'm here with Layla. Layla is, uh, well, uh, Layla has a really impressive uh, career track record. And when I tell you that she has, uh, she's a, she's a strategist and educator in digital transformation and marketing, um, she has got two PhDs. Now, I know people that have got PhDs, but I've not come across somebody that has got so much brain power. They've managed to get two of them. But she's been recognized for her work in leading digital transformation initiatives, developing successful marketing strategies and driving innovation and growth in really competitive markets across Europe. And over the past eight years, she has created and sent a new business strategy called the Strategy Kindness. And I think we're going to get to the strategy of kindness in a little while. And that's about creating a culture of positivity and trust where businesses and people can come together with a shared purpose. And so she's working with people like Future Processing and Santinella. And she's also a professor of new business models in the master's degree in Industry 4.0 in uh, the University of Europea, Europa Madrid. So, Leila, welcome to It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions Over Coffee. I hope that introduction at least gave a small amount of credence to your incredible career. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart, for having me. And hello, everyone. Uh, you know, I've been uh, a follower and a fan of, uh, of your sessions uh, since a while now. And um, I'm really happy to, to join you today. Well, I'm really pleased to get you on at long last, Layla. Layla, let's start with, with, with my first question. So we, we talked a little bit about some of your work. Who, who are the people you're trying to help at the moment? And, and, and what is what are the problems they've had which you try and help them to solve? Well, for me, um, working with people um, who can share feedback, especially with people that are open to communicate and explore and shift the, the fit, uh, their thinking in order to build some uh, some value both ways and also to build networks of collaboration. Uh, it's very important for me because I see collaboration as a, a process of sharing assets and uh, what I have as an asset and what I can share with them, what is of value to the customer and what they can offer me in return. So... Um, I also think that one of the great qualities to have is to always be teachable and it's, it's needed for all parties. So for me, finding the key people and businesses to join forces with and construct this um, mutual points and objectives, uh, I think it's, is my main role. And uh, one of the main challenges that I detected is how to get your message out there mm-hmm. when we both know there is a lot of noise making. Uh, it's a challenge, um, and also to how how you can differentiate and show the purpose of of your work. I yeah, think that the companies and uh, the people that I work with, um, they are all looking to offer something of value, like technology with purpose, knowledge that can that can improve our lives. And I think this is what really unites all the people that I work with. They are all set to help in the digitalization journey sustainable digital transformation as well, or themselves, they have embarked on this journey of digital transforming their business. And they are um, in need of this type of partners and advisors to support and, and participate at each step of the way. 
So this is how I see my role, bringing these businesses together and, and sharing this type of know-how. We know from the data that around 80% of digital transformation uh, processes are failing. So in my work so far, I have noticed that the ones that do succeed know how to communicate and they know how to build strong business relationships and, and trust inside and out, meaning communicating, trust building within the organization and outside with, uh, with all, the, all the actors. Mm, so, and, so you're yes. really facilitating that communication, aren't you? You're trying to bring that communication from both within the business and outside of the business to bring together those strong partnerships that you need for transformation. To, to, you need for, for innovation to really start to, to be to take hold within within the business. Exactly. And to, to add to that, um, if I were to put my uh, academic hat on now as a, as a university teacher, this uh, is something that uh, at Universidad um, Europea we also see as a main uh, as a main challenge. Uh, so we detected this as a challenge. So what we did is develop a curriculum that combines the soft skills and the technology skills. Mm, yeah. So our focus is to best form the future leaders who are yeah. capable to detect the main challenges that their customers are are, are facing. And, um, well, to put it in a nutshell uh, and, and respond to your question, I think the main challenge is to understand the challenges that your clients yeah. are, are facing. And, you I know, it's, it's an entire process. I, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Before the before we started talking, we were sort of sharing some of the some of the differences, if you like, between the businesses we work with and the students we work with, because, as I was saying, we do a little bit of helping some students. And, you know, I often see that when you get into the student population, they have absolutely no fear. They have nothing that they believe can hold them back. And yet when you get into a business, there's an awful lot of barriers that need to be broken down before you can really see communication and you can see trust be built because those barriers have somehow built up in businesses and trying to sort of bring that collaboration together is so much more difficult it would appear when you get into a into a business yeah yeah i think that it's uh, it's true and uh, how you build that so that is also a challenge how you start building on it uh, to to find something of, of value what we do at the university is to train our students with real life situations for instance Great. and innovative methodology and we see also in my work with um, other companies, in my work with the students, to see technology and, and innovation as something that can help you achieve your goal, not the ultimate goal. So you have your ultimate goal, your objectives, and use technology to, to help you support that. So, so, and I know we've got a number of people listening to you talk at the moment, and if people want to sort of uh, bring a question to you, I'm more than happy to feed them onto the stage and, and let you answer them, Leila. But, but perhaps you could talk a little bit about the sort of mistakes you see businesses making that you are trying to help them to overcome. Sure. Maybe not a, a mistake, but uh, when you're trying to build this type of collaborations, you really need to have this open mindset and to be open to share know-how in order to, to receive. So something like we are doing now, something that we've been, been doing in, uh, in our talks for, for a long time, and this generates uh, value. Also, you need to uh, know that it uh, takes time. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. not something that can be built right away and overnight. And it depends on the type, type of the problem. But because in this case, what I mentioned, it's a very complex problem that needs constant effort and involvement. Without help, I think that it's almost impossible to, to construct. And the same if we think of uh, digitalization or sustainable digital transformation, especially when we think about SMEs, how can we help them find solutions to their problems? It simply cannot be done from what I've seen so far if we are not aware of their challenges. And uh, why would SMEs, for instance, ask us for help? So this is why I started working together, because you mentioned in um, when you presented my work, to work together with future processing in the innovative tech space and with Sentinella in Industry 4.0 and smart manufacturing space. Because we want to gain a fundamental understanding of the business challenges. So yeah. what is preventing them to take the business to the next level? You've mentioned you've mentioned those two uh, two 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 companies that you're working with at the moment, and I know you've got some um, some some great uh, some some great offers and, and things coming up. And I'm just going to sort of uh, put your LinkedIn profile at the bottom here because I know there are some events that you're going to be running, which I think it would be great for people to hear about what it is you're hoping to do in those events, and, and hopefully that they're open to people to join in and, and hear you talking about this sort of thing in the future. Thank you. Thank you. I would really love to, to share that. So uh, please feel free to, to reach out on, on LinkedIn if you want to learn more about any of these uh, actions or events that I'm taking. So well, please uh, feel free to, to drop me a message and I would be really, really happy to, to hear from everyone joining, joining us today. I think that the main reason why all these initiatives are taking off is that they're based on the same belief of collaboration and idea sharing. And because I've built them not on my own, but alongside other collaborators, mentors, and business partners. And um, as some resources or where, where can we take it from here? I would like to invite everyone to join future series of events and get-togethers that are coming up. The first ones are coming up in May. Uh, we are designing this in order to start building this kind of networks and collaborations that we, we talked about and apply the strategy of kindness. So if, for instance, you are into finance, uh, fintech, digitalization, sustainability, the first event in uh, the series will bring together on the 25th of May uh, in the afternoon. I think it's uh, going to be 5 uh, CET. It would bring together some top experts in fintech, cybersecurity, digitalization, and leaders in finance, and they will discuss opportunities and challenges for sustainable digital transformation. So this one is organized together with Future Processing. You can find it on LinkedIn or, again, just drop me a message and I can send you the, the invite. And if you are in manufacturing, uh, together with Sentinella, we are building a series of podcasts and get-togethers that will start also in May. Uh, we do not have the date yet, so please keep in touch, and I'll, I'll share the, the details if you are interested. We want to discuss and see how we can overcome challenges in the industry, and also how we can increase the productivity and sustainability in manufacturing operations. And uh, another um, event is the Friday Coffee, which uh, you are very familiar with. <laughs> 
So we focus on uh, collaboration, creativity. Um, when people come together at a Friday coffee, they have the opportunity to connect with others from different sectors and, and share these ideas. We do not have a specific topic in, in mind. Um, you can find a coffee in, inside the digital transformation community on Connects platform, for instance. You can also drop me a message. And uh, the Friday coffee actually turns two years old, and we have the celebration on, on Friday. And I know Stuart, you're going to, to join us this this Friday. So if you if you want to to join uh, me and Stuart and uh, the rest of the the group that we usually get together on Friday, this is also. Uh, uh, something I would very much like to to invite uh, everyone here to. I'm just gonna just gonna repeat those dates uh, just in case anybody wasn't actually able to catch them. So that's the 25th of May. You're going to be talking to finance professionals, people like that, in conjunction with Future Processing. That's going to be yes. available to people on your LinkedIn profile, so they'll see details of that then. Uh, you're also starting the podcast, Inmate Podcast, a brilliant strategy, Leila. Congratulations on taking that one. Uh, I can't I can't think of anybody that enjoys one of those more than me. Um, and that's a really uh, a really great strategy. So look out for the uh, podcast. that I'm sure Layla will be posting on her, uh, her LinkedIn profile. Once again, go to the LinkedIn profile to see it. And Friday Coffee. Well, what can I say about Friday Coffee? A, an, an interesting and eclectic group of people that normally seem to somehow end up discussing AI and uh, the impact of AI upon their world. So uh, really great things. Uh, um, thank you, uh, Manuel, for uh, Manuel's just commented that uh, what a great uh, what a great series of topics and upcoming events. Uh, yeah, you'll be busy, uh, Leila, but I think that's a good thing. If I'm honest, I think that's a really great thing. And um, congratulations on all of those. Um, can I just turn to my fourth question now? We've uh, now we've, we've we've talked about that because I think there's there's there would be a really great uh, it would be really great to understand what was it in terms of either a book or a course or strategy which really drove you to understand some of this 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 need for collaboration this strategy of kindness within uh within business that that sort of drove your your thinking about it well actually a lot of things so i do get my inspiration from from many different sectors like from music to sports to science fiction and fantasy books for instance so uh we know uh, the quote that today's science fiction is tomorrow's science fact from Isaac Asimov. And also Ray Bradbury says that science fiction is the most important literature in the history of the world. Why is that? Because it's the history of ideas and the history of our civilization birthing itself. So um, I get a lot of inspiration from there. I think that it has built, since I was little, it has built uh, its has built the path that I'm currently on. And uh, in strategy, for instance, I'm also influenced by several sports like uh, Formula One, like football and snooker, in terms of the reaction to change, the use of data, for instance, in decision-making, from creating the competitive advantage and how you manage a team um, and learning from your opponents, just to to name a few. Mm Uh, actually, I just wrote an article on strategy similarities and what we can learn from Formula One race strategy, and you can find it on the Future Processing blog. And I will continue on this with ESG and sustainability in Formula One uh, race teams and, and data analytics. So this, just uh, to, to put it in a nutshell, but I think that if I am to look at the major influence, uh, 
for the strategy of kindness and how I started developing it. It has been my mother and her study of living organisms because she's a biologist um, and she studied the system. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure that you can relate and you can have a lot of, of things to, to talk about and to expand on this. So um, now you know that the strategy of kindness is uh, is inspired by uh, by similarities between open biological systems and what we can learn from them to apply in companies or in organizations. And I've learned that um, organizations are open biological systems, so they also transform all the environmental factors, and they do this exchange with the environment because. Um, and it becomes one of the essential conditions, right, for the existence of the system to be able to do this exchange. So um, according to her, it creates this dynamic balance, a balance in a permanent movement. And the organizations have the same properties and characteristics of open biological systems. And uh, I'm sure that I'm, I'm keen to hear uh, from you on this, like attributes like self-regulation, sure. historical character, information and integrity, right? And uh, the dynamic balance. Yeah, no, I could, I could, I could spend several hours lecturing on it, but I am interested in noting that you're doing some things at the moment on Formula One, and it reminds me that about um, ten or eleven years ago, I actually gave a talk. And the subject of my talk was how to increase team productivity. And the entire talk was based around a pit stop change in the Monaco Grand Prix that had taken place just uh, the two or three days prior to that. And the whole thing was how do you this unit worked together to make that pit stop change? And I think it was eight seconds at the time, if I recall. So it was some years ago, we can now do it in less than two. But. But they made a pit stop change in something like eight seconds. And I sort of worked through exactly how each of the members of the team cooperated, what they did, how they did it, how they communicated prior to the pit stop, how they communicated after the pit stop, how everything worked together to make that as efficient as it possibly could. And uh, uh, and I think even at that, I did actually bring in homeostasis, which is a cellular process, which brings uh, equal balance of uh, of water, essentially, between the inside and the outside of the cell and and how you how you do that so i i absolutely understand how you where you're coming from when it comes to sort of cellular systems and and, and things like that and i and i absolutely agree with you there's an awful lot about biology which we could learn because a biological system exists within what is a very toxic environment and yet most of the day we get through and we we you know there are millions of things trying to essentially kill you every day and you actually not only fight those off but thrive and it's that ability to sort of ignore the ignore the the environment which could could well uh, could could well take you apart as a business and move in and thrive because you actually get everything to work together so there's an awful lot of lessons that we could take into that as a, a biologist i'd like to sit there and talk about sort of cells being taken over and the dna and such like but we won't we'll move into something much less uh, much less contentious and and i'll just ask you the final question of the of the uh, of the of the session which is you know i've asked you three or four questions now and you must be itching to talk about the thing the question that i should have asked you so i'll ask you to ask the question i should have asked and then answer it so that we've got a, a real understanding of where you're coming from well, first, just to um, just to say that seeing your passion and this, and maybe we can join forces and publish an article together. 
and I, I, I would really like that. Exactly, exactly. And on the question, well, um, if we have um, the audience here, I would really like to to see if they have a question uh, oh, sure. that they would like to to ask. And uh, well, I've seen some messages that. Uh, yep. Yeah, well, as I say, Manuel, Manuel was was asking a question. I don't know if anybody has got a question. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll pose one now. The your your PhDs are in quite different subjects. Do you find that there is an, an, an interaction between them, which is where you have been able to sort of uh, draw inspiration from both? Yes, because um, the research that I did and the first uh, the first PhD was on creating competitive advantage. So even if it's on the business economic side, to I was trying to look at ways how you can gain competitive advantage through creativity and innovation. And the main research that I did was on universities on uh, private universities and see how they in, uh, interact and, and gain this type of uh, advantages. And the second one, even if it wasn't in communication, um, I focused on new uh, strategies, new communication strategies and new um, digital marketing strategies. Because, And I had the chance to interview uh, directors of communication and marketing from different universities, because I also based it on the university's pace, or public universities this time, and it was uh, very interesting, to say the least, uh, because I was interviewing them before the pandemic and during the pandemic, and I could notice this shift in strategy and how universities needed to, to adapt and how students needed to, to adapt. So I think this... Um, this really brought them uh, together and uh, be able to, to have a broader analysis on the education, the superior education uh, system. And well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leap in and try and see if Leila wants to sort of uh, uh, answer your question. Um, so those of you who are not familiar with the with the subject of homeostasis, homeostasis is about um, the inside of a biological cell and the outside of a biological cell or a biological um, organism reaching balance essentially um, it's it's the it's a, a key feature of the way in which um, if we take in water we don't end up sort of swelling and becoming a balloon uh, we actually which we would if we if we didn't um, if we didn't get rid of the, the wastewater that we don't need. But the thing which is really critical about homeostasis is it's an active process. It doesn't happen by um, uh, it doesn't happen. It, it, there, there's a small amount of it which happens just by sort of by, by normal um, diffusion. But actually, the body has to put in energy in order for that homeostasis to continue. And, and I actually think um, that, yes, certainly a lot of organizations stop putting energy into their, for instance, their innovation strategy, which is one of the things that I focus a lot of my time on. A lot of companies get comfortable and just sit there and say, everything's great. We don't need to continue. And I guess, I guess, Leila, you'd, you'd agree. An awful lot of companies with their digital marketing strategy will say, it's great. We don't need to do so much anymore. We've got it right. And the problem is the world moves on. 
things change in the outside environment and your immediate response is one of, hey, I don't need to fight this anymore. I can just carry on being what I will. And, you know, if the world is if, you know, if the economy is growing, even if it's growing slowly at one or two percent per year, if your business isn't growing at one or two percent per year, you're going backwards because the world is advancing with you staying still. So you have to continue to put in energy to move your business forward, to change things, to look for the new things. And I am an advocate because a lot of I've done some work with companies. They I go in and I do their innovation strategy and they'll go, great, we've done that now. And my answer is no. This is a continuous energy. You need to continue to do innovation. It's not something you do and forget. It's something you continue to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Layla, you must have something you can say in terms of how they must continue with their digital marketing. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing process. So this is why I also mentioned at the start of uh, our session today that uh, you always need to be teachable to learn yeah. and it's Input and output. So what you've put in in terms of effort to build this type of relationship, to build your marketing strategy is what you're taking out of. So when you stop this, you also stop the continuous growth and build. Um, well, Bob Dylan said that there's nothing as stable as change. So <laughs> if, uh, if you're looking for one stable thing, that's, that's it. It's change. Brilliant. We've managed to bring science. We have brought communication and we brought Bob Dylan into the podcast. What else can you possibly want from a podcast with Layla? Layla, thank you so much for spending just a few minutes with us. I'm so, bri- I'm so brilliant. You managed to end it on Bob Dylan. Don't know how you did it, but uh, that's just a, a, a skill that you have, which I think is great. Um, I'm just going to bring us to an end by saying, because I don't want to take up too much of Layla's time. She's busy, as you can tell. Uh, she's got a lot of things to get on with. But if you would like to hear more about the sort of things we're doing on this podcast, go to this link, which is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash link dot the complete approach dot co dot UK forward slash newsletter. That's link.thecompleteapproach.co.uk forward slash newsletter. That will get you onto the newsletter list. And I send out a newsletter which highlights and tells you about brilliant people like Layla who are going to come on and give us this fantastic stuff on a weekly basis. Layla, I cannot um, I cannot thank you enough. We have one question which I'm just going to throw in now. How will the new tools of artificial intelligence that are available affect the digital transformation process? And once you've answered that, I will let people go and you get on with your job. Well, not only the digital transformation processes, but I think that all our work uh, helped here. And uh, we just need to see an education, how we are going to implement that. So we need to learn how to use these tools, but in the same manner. So you have uh, an objective. Use these tools to help you reach that objective and do not make just like AI implementation or implementation of a certain tool your overall objective because I think that this is where uh, this is uh, where digital transformation processes uh, fail so we need to see how to how to implement them how they can help us and uh, just just use them for the, the purpose that we have to generate value and to create this this type of value I think that we are focusing on that we, we are able to do so. And uh, thank you so much for your questions. Thank you for having me. And I'll see everyone next time. I will be in the audience. 
because I will, uh, I'm looking forward to your future sessions, Stuart. Layla, I will only say if you want to spend more time talking about AI, join Layla's Friday Coffee. We spend a lot of time thinking about how AI will affect the working environment, how it will affect the way in which we work. We've had some brilliant discussions which really do highlight the fact that too many people are using the use of AI as the destination rather than as the support to achieve their their business objective. And so, you know, Layla's absolutely right. AI has to be the supporting tool in the way that workflow is a supporting tool, in the way that things like video pro, uh, video calling is a supporting tool. Use it as a tool, not as a destination. Layla, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate you taking a very valuable uh, 28, 30 minutes out of out of your day. Um, and I really appreciate the fact that you've given us these pearls of wisdom. So thank you so much for that. Look forward to seeing you in the audience next time. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for joining